Broadcasting live from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio inside the Gas South Convention Center in Duluth, Georgia, it's time for Gwinnett Business Radio. Gwinnett Business Radio is presented by Regions Bank, Brave the Beginning, member FDIC, and equal housing lender. And greetings and salutations, everybody. Thanks, Mike, for bringing us into this great show. It is time for Gwinnett Business Radio. I am your slightly annoying host, Stephen Julian. We are coming to you live, but also whenever you're listening to this, it's live for you from the Gas South District Convention Center here in beautiful Duluth, Georgia, from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studios, brought to you by Regions Bank. I think I covered everything, and uh, produced by Dan, and with me on my uh, to my right is my trusty co-host, Harper LaBelle. Good morning. Good morning. I love doing these shows because we always have people smarter than you and I. Oh, that and goes without saying. It goes without saying. And longtime listeners go, well, duh, say something else obvious. Yeah. But today, it's like up another notch. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We have authors and doctors. Yeah, we have. So people uh, that are really, really 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 smart really they're good smarter at than what us. they do yeah yeah so they, they they beat us in every like like eggs We're so just beating like eggs <laughs> so the best thing we can do is for us to quit bantering and get to the guests right let's do that let's do that so we are thrilled that's to... a good decision and very smart of you exactly astute. Uh, ooh, yeah. an astute decision we yes. have uh carlotta gabrielli she is the ceo and owner of carlotta's coaching and consulting we also have uh, Dr. Bill Lampton, uh, from he is known as the Biz Communication Guy. He's with Championship Communication. So we're going to talk to Carlotta Gabrielli uh, again with Carlotta's Coaching and Consulting. Carlotta, welcome to the studio. Thank you for having me. Good morning, good morning. Absolutely. It's an honor to be here next to Dr. Bill Lampton. Good morning. And not an honor to be with you. No, I'm just honor to be with I'm just, both of you guys. I'm Thank just you. I just, I Thank just you really me. wanted to make sure she it did. was an honor to she be with did. the doctor. But he's sitting next to me. <laughs> and the two knuckleheads. Two, two goofballs yeah. across the table from her. So, uh, Carlotta, uh, Carlotta's Coaching and Consulting. We are going to talk a lot about a book that you just published yes. uh, called I Rise, Healing in All Realms. But before we get to that, yes. uh, I just wanted to ask, tell our listeners about the coaching and consulting business and what you do. So, again, my name is Carlotta Gabrielli, and I am the owner of Carlotta's Consulting and Coaching. And what that is, it's, it's a coaching um, establishment where I coach not just personal, professional, and executives on how to move from where you are to where you want to go. A lot of times we are sometimes just stuck because we are in our own heads. And I had to learn that it's not where you are, but it's where you want to go. And what are some of the things you have to do to get there? Hence my book, Healing in All Realms. You know, it, it's about struggle and triumph mm. and what you do to get past that, to, mm. to get beyond that. And, um, you know, I feel my book helps to relate to people who are having a tough time. As we are living in a world now, post-COVID, even before COVID, where there was so much going on in our world, mm. how do we get past being stuck? So that is what I do. And uh, in what you do with, with coaching and consulting, you can work with leadership of all different kinds. But the book, I Rise Healing in All Realms, you, you come out of a background of nursing. And so there, there is a little bit of... of I guess I'll use the word specialization or just 
a lot more empathy you would have for people who come out of nursing and healthcare, but also being a woman, women's health and women's empowerment. So, um, again, there is a broad spectrum, but specifically talk about that background in nursing. Um, how does that help you and how does that kind of feed what you're, the message you're trying to give? So I actually, as a nurse and as a woman's health nurse, I worked in I worked at Grady um, for a number of years and I was part of a lot of their, you know, um, initiatives in helping women. One of my initiatives was supporting women that were dying in child's birth. That has been a big thing, actually, and it's something that is still part of one of my initiatives. So for me, as a woman, as a black Caribbean woman, I am empowered to help other women, not just American women, but black women, Caucasian women, all women, because I do feel that there is a struggle for us women not in where we sit, how we speak, and what we're about. And for me as a nurse, having that extra empathy and compassion helps. And one of the reasons why I wrote my book, because where I am now, I really want people to be able to relate to me because my story of struggle, you know, I think about the three T's, trauma, triumph, and traveling a journey. Mm -hmm. And those are the things that for me helps to transform lives. How do we get to where we are, to where we wanna go? Mm -hmm. What are some of the things we have to do? So being a nurse, being a woman, being someone who had lots of struggle as a child, my life depicts lots of struggle, but it's not about the struggle. It's about what I overcome. Because it's not what you go through, but what you go to. Mm -hmm. And I do believe that triumph and transformation is one of the things that can lead us to success. I'm amazed that you, I think you have the ability to take more information in. Your nursing background, there's books, there's uh, an education that you get from that in how to do it. And then you have, as a nurse, patients that are not just sick from uh, uh, or have or they're birthing, for example, but when you get to know them, as you spend time with them, there's other baggage that they have. Exactly. And you get to help with that as well. And then your own personal stories and situations. You have three, at least three, different gambits of knowledge that you have. Is that what prompted you to write the book and to be able to share your experiences so that you can help others get to where they need to be? Certainly. That is one of, that was, that's what inspired me to write my book because my book tells a story. Mm. And in telling the story, it will help people to understand that it's not where you are. And I, and I, and I say that because there's lots of people that are, that has been through trauma, that, that they're stuck in a place and sometimes they just don't know how to get out of that. And I remember being in a place where, the struggles, if I had allowed my struggles to define who I am, I would not have been sitting here today. So I want women, men, girls, boys, everyone to know it's not what we go through, but what we go to. And the nursing component, and I am an educator as well, because I teach at Georgia State for a few years. So the nursing education, my life is my story. And my story is to inspire, empower, and uplift. Mm -hmm. How can I do that? How can I let my life help someone transform their life? 
I'm a sports guy, and there's a hockey player named Wayne Gretzky, and he was always the first one to admit, I want to get the puck to where the player that I'm passing it to, to where he's going, not where he is. So it's not the past and not so much the present. It's the future that you focus on. Is that correct? Yes. How do you apply that to where you're able to help people get out of the rut of where they are right now into rechanging their mindset to where they start focusing on the future as opposed to just being in the here and now? So one of the things about coaching is, first of all, helping someone to realize where they are and take them to where they want to go. So that's the first thing to do. Mm-hmm. Help, them get, help them understand. And after that understanding, then you give them ways and means, interventions, goals. And I believe in smart goals, setting smart goals. What does that look like? How are we going to get to where we want to go? What are some of the things we have to do to get there? And in the book, I talked about some of the things I myself did, because I do believe in order to be an influence, you have to make sure that you're impacting yourself. You are growing. You are doing the work. And one of the things I did, I did the work. I talked about the work that I did that got me from where I was because I was in a stuck place for a very long time. My trauma consumed me. And I really had to get to the point where I said, this is not where I want to be. I want to do something different so my children, my daughter could see someone different as she is growing into a young woman. We're speaking with Carlotta Gabrielli. She is with Carlotta's Coaching and Consulting. She's also the uh, author of a new book, I Rise, uh, Healing in All Realms. I Rise, the the I, I E-Y-E. And um, so... This the book is your story. The book is my story. Yeah, and yes. and and then is so apart from the book. Let me just ask: uh, in your consulting practice and in your coaching practice, mm-hmm. we did kind of talk about you know you can talk to leaders and and it's about women's health and women's empowerment. But let me just ask: in in the coaching and consulting, kind of who are your primary targets? Who are you seeing kind of pop up and, and you're coming across and going, okay, this is kind of a an ideal client, if yes. you will. So actually, um, I, I have lots of personal coaching with women. And I find some, I have a few men as well. Mm. But also, I am targeting lots of leaders, lots mm. of nursing leaders. Because nursing as well, it's in apparel. So it's a, it's a duality here with me. I have the personal, I have the professional, and I also I have the executive coaching for leaders. Because I'm also, I consider myself a human-centered leader, which means I, I focus on people. Mm. I'm people-oriented. And in order to build people, you have to be about people. So that's one of the things that I do. And those are my target populations. Mm. And anyone that needs coaching or consulting. I'm imagining, because there are, there are business leaders, a lot of business leaders listen to our show, a lot of people trying to get into business leadership. I would imagine many people have had at least one experience with a coach. Um, what are some of the, is there anything that right almost immediately someone who's had an experience with the coach, if they start working with you, they would find, oh my goodness, this is going to be very different and in a good way. What are some of the major differences you would, and not to throw any other coach under the bus, we're not going to do that. Um, but what are they going to see as a major difference if they, if they engage with you? So one of the things for me, I am very, I'm very transparent and authentic. I have to create a safe space so that I can help whomever it is. They should be able to trust me, trust that I'm going to help them and I'm going to guide them. So it's creating that safe space. 
is helping someone to grow in a safe environment. So that's one of the things. And how I do that is by telling a little of myself, telling a little of my story, where I came from. I have proven outcomes because of what I've done to move from where I was to where I am and where I continue to go. So I always start with that first. And I think that, so she just, what she did, Harper, is she just took that human-centered concept and she just fleshed it out for me, the dummy on the other side of the table that yeah. needed a I little more I think she called uh, both she of us She didn't call dummies. me a dummy, but yeah. I, I'm, I'm calling myself that. She didn't call me that. I'm but not, she could uh, and be right. She would be she's right. she's very transparent. Yes. But because she's so human-centered and so nice, she's, yeah. she's you know, she's letting me discover so that for myself. she called you a dummy and she with me no, would go, no, Harper, you're a mess. <laughs> we need to fix this. You know, Carlotta, in, in the book, I'm looking at the title, it's A Fragile Beginning, uh, uh, Reclaiming the Light, A Journey Across Oceans, Embracing Fragility, uh, Embracing Motherhood. Uh, the first part of it, if, if, please forgive me, I don't want to give, I'm not, I'm not a spoiler alert guy, but it's basically there is a part of everybody's past that they may, you mentioned trauma just a moment ago, they may not be experiencing trauma at this moment, but they've had it, yes. and they sometimes can't get out of that trauma. It, it, it encompasses them to where they're not able to go forward because they're too busy being held back by their past. How do you help deal with those type of, of uh, situations to where people can get to where they're neutral and they don't let it bother them and now they can proceed with both feet going forward? I always start with helping them to identify that there is something because I do believe that trauma may not be your fault, but healing is your responsibility. So I start with that. I lead with that. So if you want to get beyond where you are, then first of all, we have to be self-aware. We have to see where we are, understand why we're there. Go back and hug that that moment, that experience. That's what I did with my trauma. I went back. I went back and I hugged that little girl, Carla, that little girl who felt all the feelings. It wasn't justified. My parents did the best they could. But where I am now, I needed to be a better person, not just for myself, but my three children, for the people I'm serving, for, you know, for, for, for the society that I'm in. And in order to be a significant person, we have to start with ourselves. And that was my goal. That's an interesting comment that almost as the adult that you are now, anybody can say, I can look back from when I was younger or when something happened in the yesterdays of the past and embrace it with a different maturity level. Yes. Not to relive it, but just to say, you know, you're okay. It's almost, there's two people in encountering there there's the victim and then there's the adult you now who can go back and go you know what you're you're going to be okay you're not in that trauma right now we're going we're going to be all right we're going to get ourselves through that that takes a lot of vulnerability people don't like that how do you break the ice that must be very difficult at times except with the fact that you listen you build trust and then you are uh completely transparent to tell Stephen that he's a dummy and me that i'm a mess she didn't do that but she was thinking it. I well, can tell. She, I can see it in her again, eyes. Again, she helped me discover it. Yeah. Uh, but that, again, a part of coaching yes. is is getting people to be honest with you as well. Certainly. And get to the point where, you know what, I don't want to go over this trauma, but it's okay, right? Yes. You're there to say, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. And it's re- helping them. And, of course, coming from a non-judgmental place. And one of the reasons why my story is so pivotal, because my story speaks of a lot of my traumas. And I didn't stay there. 
and I had to heal from that. I'm still healing from it, but what I choose to do is to do something different. And these are some of the things that I have done and that has worked for me, you know. So I wanted to, um, you know, to help people to grow in their own space and grow healthily. What does that look like? Everyone does it differently. But my goal is to help with transformation. I consider myself a transforming coach. Mm. Because it's about transformation. Absolutely. I, I want so to, she can turn from a a, a, a matchbox car into a giant. You know. Yeah. Absolutely. A, a, a transformer. No. Yeah. Um, I, so I wanted to. I wanted to give you. Uh, I want to make sure you talked about one other thing. Uh, we've talked about one-on-one coaching. Uh, we've talked about the book "I Rise: Healing in All Realms." Um, but also, you're you're ju- and as we're recording this, you are doing uh, a. A small group or large group. I guess yes. it depends on how many show up. But you're doing a women's empowerment uh, event. Uh, talk a little bit about that uh, and and when it is. And and people will have to listen to the show right as it's published to get to that. But it might be the start of, of other type events. Certainly. So talk about that. Certainly, it's it's a woman empowerment seminar, and I and I use the word empowerment because it's about empowering. I have a few speakers that I I actually chose them. I I chose women who have overcome something. They're women from all walks of life. I have, you know, a doctor from Pennsylvania, Um, my mentor, she's a professor at Georgia State, a very good friend, an attorney in New York. So every one of these women have overcome something. I have a minister, I have an apostle. um, And I wanted women and people to see that it's not what we go through, but what we go to. And I, that's one of the things that I constantly say. And to transform from where you are to where you want to go, you have to do something different. You cannot keep doing the same thing and expect a, a different results. So it's a free seminar. It's going to be held next Saturday, the 17th. And it's going to be at the Gravity Lounge on Stone Mountain, Memorial Drive. And it's free. You know, it's going to be refreshments. There are going to be lots of networking. Because I believe our net worth depends on who we network with. So, so we're in February right now, and, and uh, you, you mentioned the the place. What time will you be beginning? It's and, at 2 p.m. 2 p.m. So you'd want people to kind of get there a little uh, bit around 1.30? Yeah. Yes, yeah. 1.30. And then, of course, it's, it's, it's February month. It's, it's Black History Month. It's Heart Health Month for women. So I plan on talking about a few things, not just sticking to my book and, and healing and trauma, but talk about so many other things that I know impacts and influence yeah. women and our society today. Well, for those people listening who want to either st- look to meet with you one-on-one, find out information about the book, find out information about this event in February of 2024, February 17th, or possibly any other future events that are going on, what is the best way for people to engage with you? So you can reach me on my website. It's carlottagabrielli.com, or I am on LinkedIn as Carlotta Gabrielli. I'm on Facebook, Carla Speaks, and I'm on Instagram as Professor Gabrielli. Mm. And any of those outlets are easy for you to get in contact with me. So for those uh, listening, uh, and I'm one of them, hand-raised, uh, I always need help with spelling. Uh, it's C-A-R-L-O-T-T-A, and then Gabrielli is G-A-B-R-I-E-L-E. So CarlottaGabrielli.com, and then from there, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, you're all over the place. I am. And, I'm very visible. And you are here, and okay. we are so glad you came. So, Carlotta, Gabrielli, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Thank both of you for having me. It was a pleasure. And, uh, and the two dummies, Harper and Stephen, will be back right after this. 
Life is full of ifs. But if you want to cash flow like a pro and get paid up to two days early, safeguard against surprises and supercharge your savings, Regions Life Banking makes it possible. Regions Bank embrace the if in life. Regions Bank, member FDIC. For the first time ever, the Atlanta Gladiators podcast will now be on Business Radio X. Be on the lookout for new interviews each week as Director of Broadcasting and Communications Liam Gottimer chats with Gladiator players, coaches, and even representatives from corporate partners. For tickets, partnerships, and more, visit atlantagladiators.com or call our front office at 770-497-5100 to chat with a Gladiator representative today. Atlanta Gladiators Hockey, draw your sword. We always love having great guests here at Gas South District, and we also love having Subaru as a sponsor of the show. Love is what makes a Subaru a Subaru. You can enjoy the big savings and a hassle-free experience at Subaru of Gwinnett, where people sell cars. They're located at 2950 Satellite Boulevard in Duluth, just two blocks north of the Gwinnett Place Mall. 470-824-3860 for sales if you're interested in a new car. Previously enjoyed, one that you would want to own for yourself or for a lease. If uh, you are doing a comparison right now, the folks at Subaru of Gwinnett would love for you to look at some of their great models. The Impreza, the Legacy, the Forester, the Outback. If you're already a Subaruist, then you you can check out their Facebook page for the latest news, offers, and community events. SubaruofGwinnett.com. While Harper uh, gets a little sip of well, water, I clear it's my, my throat. <laughs> my goodness, <laughs> it's a pleasure for me to introduce uh, yet again. It's been a little while, but he has been on this show before from Championship Communication, uh, Doctor Bill Lampton. Uh, Bill, welcome back to the studio. Uh, great to be with you. And you know, I was I was thinking before the show that it was eight years ago mm-hmm. that you and Mike Salmond hosted me for the first time on Business Radio X, and I've had other opportunities in between then and always love uh, the privilege of being with you and your listeners. Absolutely. Uh, Bill, you are known as so, the... So what oh, he's doing, oh, he just oh. told me that he wants Mike here. Should we get Mike out and have him come out and, and do the interview as well? <laughs> that's not what he said. I know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he, he, But I heard, that's what I heard. Well, he, you know, when you're an expert communicator, you have I, to I think it's get more the message that, out. Yeah, I think it's more that Mike was like, I... I I can't, I mean, you know, he's, he's kind of handed the show off to us a little bit Yeah, and it's also, he can't uh, take it back. It's ours. Yeah, it is. And that we won't let him come on. Anyway, let's talk to, let's talk to Bill. Bill, uh, you are known as the biz communication guy. Uh, and I love that biz is B I Z that's, that's fantastic. Easy to spell. Exactly. Because sometimes when you want to learn to be a better speaker, that doesn't necessarily mean it helps your spelling at all. Um, Biz communication guy, talk about communication in business. A, a lot of people might think, oh, business leaders don't need help with communication. That is not true, correct? I have uh, a long experience in management, uh, which, which really led me to become a communication consultant. And my first fascination, really, with communication started when I was a uh, freshman in college, and like many freshmen, I was required to take a public speaking course, which most people say, oh my gosh, I gotta, I gotta take that course. And uh, never dreaming that years later, I would be teaching that course at University of Georgia. But what struck me so much in that freshman public speaking course was, I started noticing that if a student took a topic that he or she 
was vitally interested in. They researched it. They presented it with enthusiasm, good persuasive tactics. Amazingly, they could change opinions of their fellow students and sometimes possibly even long range the behavior. So I started thinking, this is a powerful tool. At the same time, I was a history major. As a history major, I was intrigued by what Franklin Roosevelt was able to do with his rhetoric and in the opposite camp, what Adolf Hitler was able to do with his. And so eventually, I moved ahead uh, to get my degrees and to teach communication at the University of Georgia. So I wondered then, is, does this stuff really work? <laughs> All this theory of Plato and Aristotle and Quintilian and the others that we studied. And that's when I went into management as a professional fundraiser for colleges, universities, and healthcare. At that time, I started seeing all of the communication problems that I had not been aware of in academia. I saw managers who could not preside over a meeting. I saw CEOs who were invisible. They, they really, I even worked for one CEO who came in the side door of a building, so nobody would see him. I saw uh, supervisors who gave very unclear instructions, such as, I want you to give me a report on customer service, and I want that soon. Well, that doesn't yeah. really tell you very much, well, does When it? is soon, right? Yeah, when is exactly. that? So in 1997, I formed my own communication company, became a keynote speaker, a seminar director, and a communication coach. Now, <clears throat> there are other uh, people who teach uh, communication and train in how to do communication, but your training method is kind of, I will even say, drastically different um, from some of those other approaches. What are some of your major departures? Yes, uh, mine are, are quite avant-garde, uh, quite way out there, because the traditional method of teaching people how to give a presentation, the traditional method, which I'm sorry to say so many instructors still teach and many coaches do, is write it, memorize it, and spit it out. <laughs> and, and with no particular thought about what the audience might want or involving the audience. And I look at the, the different types of preparation and delivery. First, of course, would be impromptu where you or Harper get a good idea and you, you stand up in a meeting and, and you talk that idea, you express it. But then next would be the, that, that's also uh, extemporaneous where you, you do that. And then we have people who write out a manuscript. My own candid opinion, we don't need speech writers. Why do we need a speech written out? If I'm going to talk to you, if I'm going to talk to Harper, if I'm going to talk to Gabrielle, do I write it out? They would know if I did, and it'd be horrible. And then they try to memorize it. My take on that is that the only people who need to memorize words and repeat them exactly are actors. We know that that's what they are supposed to do. 
The rest of us need to go with what I call the key word method. And the key word method is where I research the topic just as much, you research the topic just as much as if you were going to write it out, but you don't write it out. You put down some ideas, you note some stories and maybe a few statistics, God help us, if you want to bring in a few statistics, and you have that on your notes. And I call it keywords. You don't take a manuscript. You don't take an outline with you. I've given two-hour seminars with a, the back of an envelope where I jot four or five words. This way you come across, it's, I, I put it this way, leave delivery to FedEx, the post office, and, US, and uh, uh, Amazon. Leave delivery to them. What we want, the liveliest presentations are those where someone has an idea that they're an expert on and that they are that they're wanting to share enthusiastically with others and instead of having a presentation they have a conversation with the audience so that's way out there some people would call me a heretic but it works bill i would imagine that uh, part of uh, your phd and your doctorate would be to understand verbal nonverbal neurolinguistic, all different types of, uh, I'll call them side reading, to where not only do you need to know what you have to say and how to say it, but also to be able to read your audience and make sure that they're getting the points that you need instead of yawning, paying attention to their phone or doing other things. Exactly, Harper. And one of the, as a keynote speaker, one of the following up on what you're saying, one of the practices I had was that I would talk to the convention or the conference uh, director, and several weeks ahead of the conference, I would have them give me the names of four key people that I could have a conversation with, whether it was by email or by phone, and now, of course, it could be by Skype or StreamYard, but they would get these four key people. I would interview them with some questions related to the topic. And then when I got to the event, uh, I knew I had a sense of what the audience wanted. And then naturally, I would try to meet people ahead of time and get more ideas. The big key that I found out also, I mentioned a minute ago, get your audience involved. At first, when I started doing that, I would say after talking with these, these uh, representatives of the corporation, I would say, is it okay if I quote you by name because you've given some good ideas and nobody ever turned me down on that? And then I thought, you know, wouldn't it be better if we had them give these ideas? So at the end of our phone conversation, I would say, I'll tell you what, uh, you've expressed this so well. People would like to hear it in your words. Could I call on you during the presentation? Nobody ever turned me down. And really? naturally, when you get somebody who's highly respected by the group, they're talking, what's going to happen when you ask for other people to participate? You know, there's that old breaking the ice bit. And here you've got leaders of the group who are tuned into the topic. They participate, and that encourages everybody else to. And so my goal always as a presenter was to have people saying, the time really flew by, we enjoyed it, and we learned something. 
Bill, one, I have two quick questions. First of all, I would imagine one of the things that you do in terms of coaching or at least advising people is to be transparent and honest with them. Hey, you're losing it because you're rattling your keys or doing other things. What are some of the keys that you have to be able to, one, earn the trust of somebody who needs some help? Uh, and, and part of that would be your ability to not offend somebody who might be easily offended, but to make sure that they're razor sharp with their words and with their nonverbal and everything else that's a part of a, a, a simple speech. This is one place where video comes in, in handy, uh, absolutely, because when I'm coaching someone, we, after we go through the fundamentals, naturally we go through some uh, some practice, uh, probably five to seven minutes so that we can get a sample on video. The comment I always make to them is, the camera does not lie. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, they, they, if, if I want to reinforce a point, I've got visual ways of doing it. And really, Harper, most of my coaching is not so much you're doing something wrong, but here's a better way to do it. Mm -hmm. Because negative coaching, as you know from athletics, negative coaching doesn't get as far as, as building up the possibilities and bringing out the talent that someone has. So my coaching is, is an encourage, it's an honest type coaching, but it, it's also an encouraging type. Coaching. Well, and, and I would also assume it's very necessary because you can quickly lose your audience if you're doing the nonverbal as incorrect as possible. You know what I mean? There, there are ways to do it better, to enhance it, and to get your point across to where everyone goes, man, I'm really glad that uh, Steve Jobs wore that pair of Levi's and that dark sweater. He does it every time, but he had a message, and I got it. That's that's a key, right? Yes. Obviously. Um, you mentioned the 1977. Is that when you started your business? Is that no, correct? 1997. 97. Uh, things have certainly changed a lot. Maybe not so much writing on an envelope, but talk a little bit about how technology, about how important a text might be, or to do something with a very quick communication Podcasts like this, other types of technology, you mentioned a few just a moment ago. How's that changing, and how are you able to help people communicate better new, using the, the newer techniques that are available? It's really funny that, that you mentioned technology, because I was a guy in management who ran from technology. <laughs> I, I was afraid of it. Uh, I, I've got a, a twin brother who has a Ph.D. in math and, and uh, chemical engineering, and I'm the liberal arts guy. And so I always ran from technology. I had somebody else to delegate it to. Well, when you become an independent entrepreneur, uh, there's nobody to delegate to. I was very fortunate. I was able to secure the coaching of people who saw the possibilities early on in the internet. And 19... 96, I think, was about the time that, that we all started having access to the Internet. So I had, I had one or two mentors who are still with me. Um, one is in Florida, one is in Nashville. And I, I constantly try to learn something new. Just, just two days ago, I learned about Opus Clip. I don't know if you've heard about that, but Opus Clip is a marvelous uh, 
uh, internet device where I, I submitted a 30-minute interview that I had hosted. And in 13 minutes, Opus Clip had divided that into segments with audio, uh, video, uh, and the, the, uh, the wording beneath, the text beneath. Mm. So I could, I could take any of those 90-second video. Now, at any rate, to get more to the point, yes, I work with technology, which I ran from. I learned from it, and I use it to help train and coach people as well. Let me uh, circle back to a little bit of an old technology. You have a free book. So you kind of, as a business owner, how do people engage with you? Of course, they can reach out. They can reach you for a keynote. You can certainly help do an interview. You can do one-on-one coaching with people. But one of the nice introductory ways you've offered is this free book. Talk a little bit about the book and how people can get their hands on it. We all love that word free, don't we? We do. <laughs> and, if it's and, free, I'll take three. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and in fact, when I'm, when I'm parked here today at, at Gas South District, uh, the, the parking lot attendant told me that uh, parking was free. I said, that's everybody's favorite word. Yeah, yeah. It's a good a price. You'll pay that. <laughs> yeah. So a few weeks ago, uh, my marketing director and I talked about how could I reach a wider audience quickly and give them information that would be very vital to them and their communication development? So I came up with this very short book. It's titled 12 Ways to Become a Poised and Persuasive Presenter. It's online. And as I said, I wanted people to get the information quickly, which as Gabriella is going to find out with a published hardback book, it, it takes time. There's a process. But online, if you've got a, a brief book online, which I do, you can get that to many people. And they like the word free, but you can get it to the many, many people quickly. And I'll tell when I mention my website how uh, to get it on there. But one of the things I did instantly, I picked about 100 to 125 of my close colleagues, people that I've, I've uh, interviewed before, they've interviewed me, we've worked together, we respect each other's work. I sent an individual email to each one of them, a personalized email. Yes, it took a little while to do that, but I let them know it was personal by starting off with... Uh, uh, how's your golf game these days, you know, whatever it was. And each of these people has a very wide audience. So they will, and, and it's free, and all they have to do is send people the link to it. The response has been heartwarming and overwhelming to see my colleagues who believe in me and my work who have put the cover of that book on their LinkedIn page and said, you really need this if you want to improve your communication. So that's why I did this, this brief book. And, and in, in a way, if I may, it sounds like, you know, 12 ways to become a poised and persuasive presenter. It's almost like they're getting their first lesson with the biz communication guy for free. That's right. That's right. And we were talking before we started uh, our conversations today, and I, I like to call them interviews, uh, conversations yep. instead of interviews. We were talking about stage fright, and that's the first thing I talk about 
in the book. And I've got a separate book uh, online that I refer them to, which is called 25 Ways to Control Your Stage Fright. And why do I say control instead of get rid of it? You don't want to get rid of it. Uh, Harper in athletics, if a team came out onto the field and the audience, the spectators were there and they were all excited and everything, you and, and other players went over to the bench and started yawning and taking naps. <laughs> We'd want to leave the stadium, wouldn't we? Yeah, there's a certain nervousness that keeps you sharp. Yes, is that, a, is right. that an accurate statement for yes, you? Yes, yeah. and, and I would be very worried if I didn't have it. If if driving over here today from Gainesville, Georgia, if I hadn't had the butterflies, and there's a great expression I like on that, it's, it's fine to have the butterflies, just get them to fly in formation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, you're, so you, you will guarantee that one of the 25 ways to, to control stage fright is not run off the stage. That, that is not one of them. Is that, is that? You might do that once, you won't be invited back. <laughs> He can run from technology, but don't run from your audience when yeah, you're the right. keynote exactly. speaker. Don't so, do that. So I think we've come to the point uh, in this in this conversation where we need to give you the opportunity where people can uh, find that free book, 12 Ways to Become a Poised and Persuasive Presenter, and other ways that they can engage with Dr. Bill Lampton, the Biz Communication Guy. How do people get in contact with you? Thank you for that, and thank you so much again for the opportunity to be with you as your guest on Business Radio X, it's a privilege and I, I welcome it. My website, uh, since I my tagline is the Biz Communication Guy, B-I-Z, as we said, my website is uh, related to that, biz, B-I-Z, bizcommunicationguy.com. And on my website, you will find the link to this free book, which you can then download. Also, you will find a, a way to subscribe to my podcast. I have a weekly video audio podcast, and it's quite logically titled The Biz Communication Show. And also on there, you can subscribe to my YouTube channel. I have more than 450, and here's that word again, free, more than 450 free instructional videos about communication on my YouTube channel. Fantastic. Bill Lampton, uh, Biz Communication Guy, Championship Communication, thank you so much for being here. Want to remind everybody that uh, Gwinnett Business Radio is brought to you by Regions Bank. We all know that keeping your company's financial future on track means having the right resources to support your growth. Regions Commercial Banking offers you lending capabilities and strategic solutions tailored to your needs, and you'll work with a team of experienced bankers here in Gwinnett. Discover steps to take that can help move you closer to your business goals. Regions is here to help. To learn more, visit regions.com forward slash commercial dash banking. Regions Bank. Member FDIC. Oh, man. We get the bell every yeah, time. I, uh, I, bell. I don't know. Dan's I, I so felt good. like that could have been a little better. No. Um, but uh, Well, you, you went a little soft there at the I end. Did, I did. I did. So, I tried to give it a little Well, I panache. wanted to bring it back to, uh, you know. <laughs> hey, we've had doctors. We've had nurses. We've had authors on the show today. Yeah, so one last time, let me just say Carlotta Gabrielli from Carlotta's Coaching and Consulting and Bill Lampton from Dr. Bill Lampton from Championship Communication. Two great guests today. Absolutely. I look forward to uh, getting to hear a little bit more once we go off the air. And we'll have 
12 or 25 different points that we'll be able to uh, take advantage of in terms of our communication skills. Listen, I'm definitely needed. I'm just trying to be poised and persuasive in my presenting the way they were uh, in their presenting. We want to thank that would be perfect. Ah, yes, absolutely. We want to thank Dan for producing the show. We want to thank Mike for sitting back in his cubicle, which, by the way, he hates when I bring up every time that he's back in the cubicle. Oh, what a shame. And I'm looking forward to next week. We had odds on what the introductory voice was going to be, and I failed. Uh, so excited to see what Dan does next week. Yeah, when I think he we'll swapped on this third today. Vo- I think he did. He yeah. said he wasn't going to, but I think he did. I can't wait to hear that third voice that I haven't heard in a while. So when I hear that, I'll be all excited at yeah. the next show. So He needs to be more transparent. <laughs> so for our guests and for Dan and for Harper, this is Stephen Julian, your slightly annoying host, saying we will catch you next time on Gwinnett Business Radio.